Hey love, welcome to the Be Loved Podcast. I'm your girl, Brandy Luna, a versatile Jesus-obsessed faithpreneur who's all about building people up holistically while keeping it real. On this show, you can always expect the juice that will put pep in your mental, physical, spiritual, personal, or relational step. Whether it's just me in your ear or me and a beloved guest, my prayer is that each episode serves you in some way. So buckle up, boo, and let's see what God has in store for us today on the Be Loved Podcast. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Be Loved Podcast. I'm so excited today, guys. We have a special, 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 emphasized special guest today with us. I'm so excited to to introduce her or allow her to introduce herself, guys. It's the most amazing way that God allowed us to meet. I truly believe that this is a kingdom connection. I'm so honored to be able to be connected to her, but not just that, just allow. I'm honored to to be able to say I'm her friend, and she is just the sweetest, purest soul. And honestly, I mean... I just, before I go on and on about how much I love this girl, <laughs> I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and then we'll talk a little bit more about why she's here and a little about, and we do want to share the story about how we met because that's pretty cool too. <laughs> What's up, Anne? Let's go, girl. Oh, well, thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast and get to share. Um, for sure, I, I, you know, hope we can share how we met because that is so, it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm super grateful for you, Brandy. And, you know, just to be able to have friendship with you. Um, and yeah, so my name is Anne Coronado. <laughs> and um, I am currently an art director for a nonprofit um, marketing fundraising company. And my husband, um, also, his name is Steven, just like Brandy's husband. His name is Steven. So that- <laughs> but um, he is uh, also in the Air Force. And so that's how we originally connected. Um, and yeah, so we're originally from Oklahoma. Um, and we moved out here to Las Vegas um, for Steven's first duty station. So we're loving it here, loving the mountains and uh, the desert. <laughs> it's very different from Oklahoma. Um, and yeah, so yeah. Oh, I love it. And yes, yes. So very, very briefly. So just in case, so that way we could just get out of air because we have to share this. It's really cool. So, um, back when I used to make YouTube videos, which I know I need to start doing that again, but, um, the Lord put it on my heart to make a video regarding, um, being an air force wife. Uh, I realized that it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. You know, I mean, if you're called to it, it's no big deal. Like God will definitely grace you for it and whatnot. But the beginning of it, it's a lot of like wonder and like, what the heck are we doing? And where are we going to go? Like, what is this going to look like? Like, you know, is my husband going to be across the world? Like, you know, it's just all these things. And so going through the first season of that, I knew that making that video would be able to speak and help. So I knew like, okay, Lord, I got it. I got it. I know what you're trying to do. Just encourage those. Okay, great. So I make that video about it. And then like, I don't know, maybe a couple months later, I guess, um, Anne had reached out to me through Instagram. She's like, hey, I seen your video on um, YouTube and my husband's actually thinking about um, joining the Air Force. And so I just, you know, that just want to let you know that video was very informative, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, great, awesome. You know, like, well, dude, I'll be praying for you. You know, like if this is the journey that God's called you to, then 
you know, I think it's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. So then it went from there to like a couple months later. Or so maybe, maybe how long later? Like six months? Later? I don't know, girl. Quite a bit. Yeah. It was like a two year journey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we, you know, watched the video originally, which for me, it was like, I typed in on like Air Force wife, like on YouTube. <laughs> Lord, I don't know. Like, I don't know about this. And uh, I, the literally the first video that popped up was your video. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, I clicked on it. That was the first video, and like you were explaining like your husband's story and stuff, and like I was like, wow, this is like really similar to my husband's story. And then she's like, like you say your husband's name, Stephen, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) this is me. She's me. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think we, you know, we connected initially and then, you know, we were still trying to decide like, Lord, is this the right thing for us? Right. And I think like nearly a year went by, like it was a long time, six months, year something like that. And I was like, Hey, it was like, my husband's going to join. And you were like, Oh my gosh. And you just like prayed for everything. And then like, come to find out like, we go through a lot of different like career changes for my husband, like just deciding and, um, and he ends up with this specific career. And one of the options was Las Vegas. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was like Brandy and Steven are in Las Vegas. That would be crazy. You know? <laughs> so, like, literally like we get selected to go to Las Vegas. Wasn't our choice. Wasn't even on the radar. You know, and so I remember telling you, I was like, we're coming to Las Vegas. Are you guys? Dude, that's, uh, I'm still, like, every time we tell the story, we're like, what the heck? Yeah. So it went from, like, a video to inbox, like, hey, it's a maybe, and then to, okay, it's happening, and then to, oh, by the way, we're going to Las Vegas. I'm like, what? Yeah. It, It was like a, it was, it wasn't until, like, you know, when you guys got here and y'all were like, um, you were, you're like, is there any churches you recommend or something like that? Right. Then we're there at church and I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. <laughs> like it really hit me like, whoa, this is a crazy way to me, dude. But it was so, I wasn't sure. Like, obviously I, I know God is so intentional, right? God is very intentional and creative. And I know that sometimes there have been, you know, relationships that God has connected me to for a season, either for my behalf or for the other behalf. Like God is always working for all things for the good of those who love him. Right. So it's like, okay, if, if, if a connection needed to happen through this mutual connection, cool, you know, God is just moving, but, but then I began to like really resonate with these people and like, then we invited them over for lunch and then we went on a few double dates and I'm just like, I love them. Like, I really feel like we're supposed to do life with them, you know, her and her husband. And, um, you know, and also, you know, Stephen Coronado, her husband having some questions about the Air Force and stuff. Stephen was my husband, my Stephen was like able to like help him with his first season of that too. Cause it's crazy. And so anyway, it just worked out. And now, you know, like, I don't know, last week or a couple of days ago, me and Anderson coffee for coffee and we're planning a ministry thing you know together and so it all it was just like god had a plan like god was like i'm gonna connect he's always i'm telling you guys be intentional about who god connects you to because it's always for you know if and if it's just for fellowship it's for something you know god is just very creative and intentional and so anyway it's just amazing i love that story it's so great i love you and i love you too (laughs) okay Long story short, you guys, um, within those date nights and those coffee dates and whatnot that I've had with Anne, she's able, she's 
been able to or she's shared her testimony with me at least one of them one of them um and life in general is just beautiful her walk and journey with the lord is just amazing but this one in particular as far as a healing that the lord did in her life it really it it kind of opened a compartment in my spiritual walk with the lord of learning um the the process not process but like the underlinings of healing and it's amazing and i truly believe that this is going to minister to you love um if you have struggled with some type of illness in your body i pray that Anne's testimony brings faith at the very least um we're even declaring and decreeing breakthrough and healing that as you receive this testimony or hear it open your heart to it and, and believe that the lord can you know do it for you too and uh, anyway, just in, if I speak that over you, listener, my love, my beloved podcast listener, right now, I decree that over you, that your faith would be enhanced through hearing Anne's testimony in the name of Jesus. And I speak the anointing of healing to flow through Anne, that as she carries it, as it flows through her into our listeners' ears, that healings would begin to happen through this very episode in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Um, but with that being said, and share, that is why she's here today to share that testimony. So girl, go on and do your thing. Girl. What did the Lord do for you? Let's go. <laughs> so first I wanted to say, I just realized this today. I was like, oh yeah. So my like anniversary of being healed was two days ago. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So oh. It was on February 22nd of 2020. So Oh my gosh. Yeah. And hey, oh, was it the day that I asked you to be on the podcast? No. Oh my gosh, was it? Hang on. We Girl. got to find out real quick. We have to blow in the prophetic. We're like, hold up. <laughs> we want to look for anything. <laughs> okay, almost, almost. <laughs> anyway, that's still amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, Lord, you know, that's so cool. And I think numbers, yeah. numbers are really important too, like to the Absolutely. Lord. Like three being a number. And then also, um, you know, from the time I, I had this disease, which I'll get into, to the time I was healed was seven years, which is God's number four complete, you know, come on, come oh, on. It's, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, I'll get into it. So when I was um, 16 years old, um, we found out I had something called celiac disease, which is where you're unable to eat and process gluten. And um, nowadays, you know, everybody knows about being gluten free and all this stuff, right? But mm -hmm. back wasn't like it was not popular no one really knew what it was so we were like what is this you know right and so um from that point on um you know I just went around basically like what you do is you just don't eat gluten you don't have to take any medicine or anything but you just don't eat um anything that has gluten in it like you know normal bread anything like that um and so from that year um I just I just didn't eat right and then that same year, um, which is so funny because God, he was like, from the beginning, he was trying to get after me, but I was not listening to him. <laughs> that same year, um, I was at this photo studio with my friend and this random stranger walks up to me and he says, do you have a disease? And I was like, uh, <laughs> it's like, yes. You know, I'm like, do I know you? Yeah you know, he's like, okay, yeah. Um, he's like, you know, if you don't mind me asking what, what disease is it? And I was like, oh, it's called celiac disease, you know, where you can't eat gluten. He's like, okay, yeah. Um, he's like, well, uh, 
God told me to come over here and tell you that disease is not from him and he doesn't want you to have it. And mm. I'm just sitting there like, so it's like, okay. And he's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure. You know, so he prayed for me to be healed. Um, and then, you know, he just wished me a blessed day and he, he left. And I remember wow. sitting there thinking, I was like, so I'm like, what do I do? I was like, <laughs> what now feel any different you know I was like do I just like try to eat something like what do I do and then like I remember these thoughts like going through my head and I was like well you know like the side effects of the disease like if you were to continue eating gluten um the side effects were like you could end up with like breast cancer or you would have like miscarriages and there's like all these things like if you kept eating it like if I'm not healed and I kept eating it like all these bad things could happen you know, so I was like, so I'm just, I'm just not going to eat it. You know, I'm just going to like stay away from it. Right. And I didn't tell anyone this happened either. I was just like, you know, okay. And then, yeah. So then I didn't eat it. I didn't eat gluten for seven years, seven years passed. And I just continued on, you know, like everywhere I would go, I'd have to be like, oh yeah, sorry. can't have that. can't eat that, you know? Um, and like, it started to get annoying after a while because you're like man I can't just like enjoy you know because like food is such a communal thing too and and it feels rude to be like oh sorry I can't eat that you know yeah and so I was like oh man you know but I just continued on um and then in 2020 so this was seven years later in 2020 I was invited to go to a women's retreat with my mother-in-law and um this was going to be like an over the weekend thing and I remember thinking, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like, just eat what I can because I don't wanna make it a big deal of like, you know, oh, I can't eat certain things or like, I don't wanna make them go out of their way to like, find me things to eat. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'll just eat what I can. I'm not gonna say anything, right? But I remember being like, oh, okay. So, so we go, right? And this was the first time in a really long time that I had like escaped the normal like day-to-day life and was just quiet and like surrounded by you know godly women and um you know we didn't use our phones or anything like it was no distractions right it was just complete like just you know um quiet and just a a time of worship and things like that and, and and uh preaching and things and so um what happened was i was finally quiet enough to hear the Lord talk to me about unraveling the sickness that I Mm. had. And so I remember I was outside. This was like, I think the first day, right? We had gotten there early in the morning and, you know, they had little times where you could break off and just kind of be on your own and hear from God. And so I broke off and I went um, outside and it was a beautiful area. It was like by a lake and stuff. And I was sitting on this swing and I'm just like sitting there like, wow, like, this is so awesome, Lord, like, this is so beautiful, and I'm just sitting there being quiet, and all of a sudden, I hear him say to me, like, you know, about my sickness, sickness, he's like, this wasn't yours to begin with, and I'm, mm. I'm like, what, <laughs> like, what is this, Come on. yeah, I'm like, what does this Come mean, on. you know, and so I didn't really get an answer at that time, but I was just like, okay, like, he just started to, like, you know, unravel that for me for a second, make me think about it, And then um, it was that evening um, we had a worship time and 
after that, there was like this um, area where the women were gathering to have like s'mores. It was like a little bonfire, right? And I was like, I, I love s'mores, which sounds so silly. <laughs> but I was like, I love s'mores. I was like sad because I'm like, oh man, I can't like, you know, everyone's sitting here like having s'mores. I don't want to make a big deal, you know, but I'm just standing there like in the, you know, these ladies are sitting down, you know, um, just fellowshipping. And I'm standing there in front of like the table where like the s'mores supplies are, right? And I'm just standing there and I will never, I'll never forget this. I'm standing there and the Lord goes, you have fear. And I was like, whoa. He's like, you, the only reason you're not eating this is because you're afraid. Mm-hmm. Fear is not from me. That kind of, that kind of fear is not from me, the spirit of fear. And I was mm-hmm. like, Lord, I was like, okay, Lord, like, I don't want to have fear. And so I was like, okay. So I got, I got my stuff and I made a s'more and I sat down and I, I ate the s'more like in silence. Nobody knows what's happening, but I haven't had gluten in seven years. I haven't had this in seven years. Right. And I'm sitting there like, Oh my goodness, this is awesome. Right. And so, yeah. So what immediately happened though, after I ate it is that I started having these anxious thoughts right all this anxiety started to flood through me and i'm like oh my gosh am i gonna get sick like what is gonna happen right and so i uh i'm sitting there and i'm like okay lord like this is not you know fear is not from you and i'm like but i'm still like i don't know right so i go to sleep and the next morning i'm like okay i'm gonna try again i'm gonna eat like bread <laughs> like that i haven't had in so long right and so i decided to eat breakfast and i was like afterwards i'm like oh i'm like i start shaking like i'm so like anxious about this and i was like okay like lord i just i know like the sickness is not from you and like you know all this stuff so i keep i'm having to keep talking to myself like throughout the day and then um it was that evening that we had the second worship night and um just kind of to pre uh, to preface what this is about when I was um, a child and when I was a teenager, I had a few instances where I'd been taken advantage of sexually. And so I had the shame that I was carrying with me that like, I didn't be recognized because I kind of, you know, forgave those people and, and moved on from it, but I was still carrying this shame and so I, you know, I kind of thought about that over the weekend while we were there. And so during this worship night, the worship leader prophetically sees the word shame with chains wrapped around it during, mm-hmm. right? And in my head, I'm like, I think this is for me, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then this ministry leader, she gets up and she walks over to me and she grabs my face and she's like, this is for you. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like okay I'm like okay I believe you right and so I'm like I just start sobbing and I'm like and she's like just let it out like just let it out and I just let go and like just release all of that right and I just felt this weight just lift off of me I felt complete peace in my whole body right and then I just like you're just on cloud nine like if you've ever had an encounter with the Lord like that, you know, you just feel completely clean and and light. And so after that, um, the Lord just lifted this shame off of me and healed me from like basically my fear, because what I didn't realize until I got home 
was that I could have walked in that healing back in 2016 when I was 16 years old. You know, I could have walked in that because I was prayed for to be healed. Yeah. And I didn't receive it because I didn't believe it and I didn't have faith. Come on. So basically what he showed me was like, you're, you're holding on to this because you're afraid, you know, and, and I still had some shame. So it was like, he needed to get all of that off of me so that in his freedom. And so, um, you know, there was times like when I was home, like the first like three months, I was still kind of battling that anxiety after eating, but I would just, you know, keep talking to myself, like, no, this is not from the Lord. This is not my sickness. This is not mine. Come on. Like it, it was a, it was a, you have to retrain your brain, you know, like I went for seven years, not eating a certain food. Like all the stuff you have to retrain your brain. And so it took me three months. And then after that, I'm like, I literally like to this day, I don't think twice about what I'm eating about labels, like on food or anything like that. Like I didn't, it doesn't even cross my mind, you know? So, um, you know, just, just, you know, I just want to encourage you, like if you're out there and you feel like, you know, you've gotten healing, you've been prayed for, like, it might take some time to walk it out, but you have to just continue to use your faith, you know, no, this is not, this is not mine. So, um, yeah, so over the past three years, you know, he's kind of given me some revelation on healing and, um, you know, what he showed me, like, just in some more simplistic, you know, terms is that, like, number one, you can't overcome what you glorify in place of God. Wow. So, yeah, that was, like, a hard one for me. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh. You know, because, like, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, you know, God is awesome. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> He's the greatest, you know. But if you if you're holding, like, your condition or whatever it is over God, like, that's more power. Oh, come on. You're not going to overcome it. Come on. And, you know, something my dad would say all the time is uh, you can't change what you continue to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And he would say that, like, I'm growing up my whole life, right? He would say this all the time. And it's one of those things, it's like, you know, these things don't sink in sometimes until you're like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, absolutely. And, yeah. So I learned that, like, you know, um, I think it's Joyce Meyer says, uh, she says, some people are in love with their conditions. And mm. so if you're in love with your condition more than you're in love with God, you're not going to overcome it, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So the second one is... <laughs> Simply, like, do you want to be made well? Come on, man. Um, And, you know, like, do you actually want to be healed? Because it's actually up to us to receive healing because Jesus already paid the price. You know, he said it says by his stripes we were healed. Yeah. He already paid the price. It's up to us to receive our healing. And, um, you know, there's a few scriptures that really speak to this. And one of them is John 5, 6 through 9. And it's talking about the, the man who was paralyzed and he's laying down by the the pool. I can't say the, the, the name Bethesda. I think that's how you say it. Oh. <laughs> the pool. Um, and Jesus comes up to him. It's, well, he says, you know, he saw him lying there and he knew that he'd been there for a long time. Yeah. It's important. He'd been there for a long time. Yeah. 
Jesus says, do you want to be healed? Come on. Come and on. He, and the sick man replies and he's like, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. Mm. He replies with like, like, I, you know, I have these excuses basically. <laughs> and Jesus says to him, get up, like, take your bed and walk, like, take some action. Because I think a lot of us, like, will sit around and be like, oh, well, you know, I can't do that because of this, this and that. Yeah. Right? Just saying, yeah. get up, like, take some action, walk. <laughs> like, you know what Literally. I mean? Yeah. Me, like, I needed to eat the food. I needed to try. Because if I'm just going to sit there and not try, well, how am I going to know? Right? right. If, that's the faith, you know? Yeah. And then uh, the last one is how and when you are healed is dependent on your faith. Mm. So this one's out of Matthew eight, uh, five. And this is how, this is my favorite scripture. I love it. So, and like being a military wife too, it's like, woo, this is awesome. Okay. So, because <laughs> so, you like, you understand this, right? So it's mm -hmm. like when it says when he had entered Capernaum, which he meaning Jesus, had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward appealing to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And Jesus says to him, I will come and heal him. Right? And then, but the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, mm. but say the word and my servant is healed. <laughs> and for I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled, and he said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. Come on. So, and then he goes on to say, Jesus says, go, let it be done for you as you have believed. Come on. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So, and then another one is like Luke 8, right? the the woman with the issue of blood we've all heard this one a, a ton right but he says daughter your faith has healed you come on but she believed that if she just touched his garment that come she healed it you know and this centurion soldier saying just say the word you know yeah you know it's it's dependent on what what is your measure of faith yeah do you do you believe that you can be healed right now come or on man be healed in 10 years from now it's dependent on what you believe you know mm -hmm. and so yeah those are the things that he's just revealed and I'm you know I just am I'm passionate <laughs> now about seeing people just be free because living in sickness is just it's bondage you know yeah. we're not meant to be sick we're not meant to keep sickness and disease and and walk in it we're meant to walk in healing and freedom yeah. and and so yeah so i hope that this encourages somebody oh. out you know to just okay. say like i'm ready i receive it because that's all it takes it's yeah. really all. so yeah. oh i love it i love it so much and before i i just feel like the grace of the lord right now like the spirit of god right now um before I go elaborate or, or like what I want to say really quickly, will you pray for our listeners right now? Um, just whoever it is that's listening, I really feel a connection uh, to the listeners right now. And I really believe that there's going to be girl or women and men 
who hear this and they're probably sh I see tears just streaming eyes right now in the spirit mm -hmm. um I, sp I sense the spirit of the Lord is going to meet them right now and this, as they listen to this episode to just cover them in prayer Oh, Father God, we just come before you right now, and I just thank you for every listener, Father, that, that you would begin to show them where they're holding on to fear, yes, where they're certain things in place of you, Father, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a mental um, illness, whether it's anxiety, Father, depression. We just thank you, Father, that your word is true. And yes. we thank you, Lord, that you, are, you have the power, Father, to heal the sick. You have the power to raise the dead. And we just thank you, Lord, for your your faith. I, I pray that faith would rise in every listener right now and that we begin to receive whatever it is that you have for them, whatever it is that you have for them. And I pray that they would just be encouraged. They would be encouraged to yes. speak over themselves. It feels weird, but speak over yourself the truth of God, the truth and you find that in the word in Jesus name. We Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes, that's so good and thank you. Thank you. Um <clears throat> no, I I like there's so many points that you mentioned that are just absolutely one of course true but two very I love that you use the word encouraging. Um one and thank you again. I, I just when you first told me that your testimony and even just now too again. It's like you that when when the Lord has truly done a, a thing anything right it's just always just like just like reading the scripture over and over and over it just never gets old it just even comes more alive as you do it you know what I mean it's like oh man it's so good but the underlining guys like um like that was one of the things that really I learned through Anne's testimony was like the underlining to healing um, that is why, listen, I, I know that, you know, our biochemistry or whatever, like our genetics is strong. And I know that those things are very real. Um, however, I am just, I'm a, not just a believer, but I truly can say this with boldness. I'm a knower of God's, you know, grace, mercy, and power that this world, the spirit world is more real than the earth that we see today it's it's just if we could really see in the spirit what happens like behind our mortal presence it's insane and so when Anne is right the way we wage war in the kingdom uh and contend for other people or ourselves is with our words. The word of God says that there's power of life and death in the tongue. There's actually lots of scripture that emphasizes our words. And like, we don't fight with swords and, and guns and like, you know what I mean? Things like that. We fight with our words in the spirit. And um, because we have the authority of Jesus Christ, by his spirit, we can do all things. Um, and it, it takes me back to a memory of just like two weeks ago. Um, there was this man in front of, um, UPS. I was meant to go drop off something. And then, um, this man I've encountered many times since the summertime. Um, and he's a homeless man, but the Lord has drawn me to him for some reason. I see lots of homeless people all the time, but this specific man, the Lord instructs me to feed him every time I see him. And, um, I knew that there was going to be a day that the Lord was going to do something in his life. Um, and so, 
that day in particular, like two weeks ago, he's sitting in front of UPS and he's, uh, I see him and I usually do what I do, whatever. But then this day specifically, I noticed that every time I had an encounter with him, he couldn't speak. He always had like a, I feel like it's a muted spirit over him. And so, but he can only say his own name, which is Javier. And so, um, that day in particular, I finally asked him, Javier, do you want to speak? Do you want to speak? You know? And he's like, he shook his head, you know, up and down. And so then I just felt the, the presence of God, like it's time, you know, for him. And so I, I was about to get in my car, but I shut the door, go sit next to him. And I just began to be led by the Holy spirit. And so, um, ministered to him for just a second. But then I asked him, I was like, would you like to make Jesus Christ your Lord and savior today? And he shook his head. Yes. Wow. I was so excited because I knew that God was about to deliver him, you know, because there's boundaries, there's boundaries in the spirit. There's, there's borderlines that sometimes we can't cross unless we are, you know, children of God. If you still belong to the world and you still want to interact with in that way and you don't want anything to do with the Lord, there's only so much that we can do. Um, God can, you know, heal certain things and whatnot. Healing is unbelievers for unbelievers as well. But as far as deliverance goes, it is just a lot more in order when someone is saved. Um, you know, they belong to Jesus Christ. And so that's what the, the Lord told me to do in the beginning. And so then um, whenever I asked him uh, to, you know, repeat after me, that's almost impossible at this certain moment because he has a muted spirit. So he can't repeat after me. So it's a very tricky situation. So I'm, I'm like making sure I'm totally in tune with the Holy Spirit, asking him to lead me and guide me with this. And then the Lord, I just hear him say, just say my name. And so just his name alone can, you know, the Lord would just boom, sweep in. Right. Wow. So he couldn't say the name of Jesus and it was frustrating and it was frustrating. And so in the spirit, the Lord began to show me witchcraft. And so then I asked this gentleman, I'm like, Javier, have you, have you ever had your palms read? He's like, no. Or he shakes his head. No. I was like, have you um, ever um, played with tarot cards? He's like, shakes his head. No. I was like, have you? And then I seen a Ouija board. I was like, have you, have you ever played the Ouija board? He was like, he shakes his head up and down. Yes. And then I just said, do you dabble with witchcraft even now? He says, yes. And I was like, okay, got it. So there was like a, an in right there, I guess. Yeah. And so then I began to say, I decreed over him. I break the spirit of witch witchcraft off of him now in the name of Jesus. And I command um, for this man to be allowed to say the name of Jesus. And still he, he was trying, you could literally see how just hard he was trying to say the name of Jesus, but he just couldn't. And so I'm sitting there and I said, and I'm like, why am I having such a hard time? You know, like this demon needs to go. And I'm like, <laughs> I to go. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. But then I said, I just kind of got this revelation. I gave you a text a mentor of mine. I'm like, what do I do? Because it was literally like almost two hours that I was out there. My face is burnt. Like, I'm just, I got to go. And so my mentor was just basically like, just leave him. But then I felt bad. I didn't want to leave him. Like, I just didn't want to leave him. So I'm like, Lord. But then I got the revelation. I go, Javier, do you still want to use witchcraft? And he goes, he just shakes his head up and down. Like, yes, I still want to use witchcraft. Like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Mm. All right. Well, 
And I just declared and I decreed over him. I was like, you will be free. Maybe not today, but you will be free in the name of Jesus. You are, you, you have the hand of God is on your life, Javier. You belong to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You belong to him. You are his. And so whether it be today or another day through another minister, I decree and declare over your life that you will be a man of God, that you are a man of God. And um, he just stood there. Like, anyway, that's just a short synopsis of those two hours. But all that to say, he wasn't one to like the Lord knew his heart. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the spirit within him, the spirits within him, they knew he wasn't done. You know, so had he have been delivered, they would have came back stronger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Knowing that he was going to continue dabbling with witchcraft willingly. Right. And so that's just one little thing like you have to be ready. Like if you're struggling with a sin or if you're, if there is a healing that you def desperately need or want, um, you have, like Anne was saying, you know, one, you know, are you done with it? Are you done believing that, you know, this is your destiny, that this is it, that you're going to be sick forever. You know, I'm saying diabetes, I'm saying cancer. I'm saying like the things that I've seen God heal people from, you know what I mean? Cancer, like truly leaving bodies and, and, you know, diabetes is, runs it rampant in my family. My heart, they were like, well, what's your genetics? I don't care what my genetics looks like. I'm a child of God. Like I'm a woman of God. I belong to Jesus. I don't care what my genetics looks like. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you have to be ready and willing for the healing. Like, like Anne said, even because it was such a long journey of not being able to eat those things, um, God's grace and mercy carries you through the, the transition of that mindset. His grace and mercy is there, but it starts with at least saying, I'm done with this. I'm done. And I'm willing to go on. I'm ready to go on the journey of healing. I'm ready to encounter the power of God in my body. And I want to proclaim one day to you of what you did for me, Lord. You know what I mean? What you did, what you took diabetes away, you took cancer away, you took depression away, you took anxiety away, you know, and it may not look exactly like Anne's story, but, and, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. Cause God does new things all the time. He does it in, in the way he chooses to do it. Right. He yeah. may be, well, never mind. I shouldn't say that. Cause the whole Mike Todd thing with the loogie in the eye. Did you ever see that? Oh God, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was about to say he might put dirt and spit in your eye, but never mind. Let's not do that. <laughs> like, because people get literal with this stuff, right. but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but um, just know, guys, that the same healing that the Lord graced Anne with, he is so ready and willing to give to you as well. Now, there are those certain cases where, you know, God just decides, you know, not to heal for, for, for the good. But I truly believe that even people that, you know, have this true intimacy with the Lord, they have this understanding. No, this is a reason. Like, this is there's a reason. Like they just have this peace and this understanding, like, no, 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 no. Cause I've also encountered people like, don't, don't, don't pray anymore. I, this is it. No, God, trust me, me and God got something going on. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to go home actually. And this is all, you know what I'm saying? But you'll have a peace. You'll have an assurance. You'll have a knowing like, okay, this is an assignment. This is a mission type thing. But for the most part, guys, truly cancer, disease, things like that. That is not the will of God for like the majority of people and people just accept it. And God is like, no, like my power can release you from those things. Um, 
and then to the faith, the faith to believe, you know, that just that in itself. Uh, when Anne said the measure of your faith, if you want God to enhance your faith, he can. So say right now you're struggling, even struggling, even to believe to receive your healing right now. That's okay. But are you willing to believe? Are you willing to allow God to enhance your faith? You know what I mean? According to the measure of your healing. You know what I mean? If it's something huge, like, you know, cancer or something, then say, Father, I want to believe. Help me to believe. Help my unbelief, like the disciples told him. You know what I mean? And God can. He will. You know, um, it's just all comes down to your relationship with him, your connection to him, your belief in him, your trust, your willingness, your surrender, you know, and God will sweep in and do what only he can do. And you will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And many others will be, come to him through your testimony, friend, just like Anne is going to, there's going to be many that can believe now and receive hope because of Anne's testimony. You know, I'm expecting some messages in our inbox and stuff just from this episode in itself, because it's, it's so beautiful. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention is like how um, shame, guilt, fear can actually cause sickness in your body. Things like yeah. jealousy, anxiety, you know what I mean? Those things can cause sickness in your body. And mm -hmm. so I'm even convinced to even say like maybe shame and guilt is what created that disease. You know what I mean? From those years of your sexual abuse. You know what I mean? That when you experience trauma. Yeah there's there's a void that's mm -hmm. created and if it's not filled with the lord with jesus we find other things to fill it yeah. and sometimes it's subconscious you know it's like i didn't consciously like i'm gonna be i'm gonna have a disease you know like nobody yeah. does that yeah <laughs> you know it's like you know we we can our you know our brains are powerful but like even in our spirit it's like this these are things that just fill that void when mm -hmm. we're not with the lord and yeah. so, you know i would just encourage you like you know um seek him because when you're seeking him like with all your heart you're gonna desire freedom you're gonna desire being healed yeah. you know and so you know if you're feeling like i don't have this desire i would just encourage you to just just dive into him more you know and and when you when you do you're gonna see like oh yeah like why would I want this when I could have you, you know, like even more. So yeah, that, you know, our, our words are powerful. Like you were talking about early, earlier, Brandy, like, you know, we have the power of life and death. And if we're going to speak, Oh, I have this, you know, I'm, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. Like this is a condition that I have. Yeah. Speaking the truth of God's word over yourself you know, one thing my husband says all the time, he's always like, don't look up, like, don't Google it. He's like, <laughs> Google whatever this, you know, thing mm -hmm. is, condition is, because he's like, then you're going to think that that's what you have. Right. Like, right. you can convince yourself you have something, right? Yeah. When, like, oh, I'm actually, I'm just tired. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, I home should, is a nap and a vacation no i'm just kidding leave you know for i haven't been sleeping well you know so it's like sometimes there's just practical things too but yeah you know you know that's something like steven always says like he can he sees a lot of people doing that they just want to they want to define whatever it is and then cling to that versus like okay what is god's word saying about 
who am I? What, you know, like, how am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to be healed? How am I supposed to walk in freedom? You know, so, yeah, I would okay. just, just dive into him, you know. That's so good, Anne. That's so good. Y'all, this has been so fun. I've I've loved every minute of this. I hope that you have too, love. Um, it's just honestly been an honor to have Anne here sharing her testimony. I think this is the first of many times, Anne, that the Lord will uh, place you in places to share what he's done in your life. It's so powerful. Um, and this woman, you guys, where can they find you, Anne? Because Anne, listen, something about this girl. Oh, man. And her husband both. They are um, entrepreneurs at heart, kingdom entrepreneurs, faithpreneurs is what I like to call it. Um, but they have a mantle on their life of worship and and it may look differently, like singing, writing. Um, but just know that God is really moving in their life. And I'm really like my spirit jumps even right now, as I'm saying it, I'm really excited to watch the journey as how God continues to, uh, develop, um, evolve, mold, shape, and build up Anne and Stephen to who they are truly called and created to be in this world. Um, I know that their life is here to serve the world around them. Um, They're such a pure hearted uh, couple and Anne, Anne and Stephen, both, they have such a beauty about them individually, inwardly and outwardly. Let's, let's be real. Um, but inwardly in their heart. Um, and then together, to, to, honestly, they are also a, a marriage to, to a, like, just look, look to, um, as far as kingdom marriage goes, they're an amazing couple, you guys. So go and follow Anne. Where can they find you, love? Thank you. Um, so I'm like, I'm not doing too much right now, but, <laughs> oh, but just, just you wait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like. Um, it's just my first name, A-N-N-E, and then an S and then Coronado, C-O-R-O-N-A-D-O. And yeah, you can just probably find everything else in the future there. So. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, you'll want to, yeah. she's, 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 she's worthy of a follow. I promise you. Um, but anyway, other than that, and thank you so much, love. Thank you so, so much again for being bold and sharing what God has done in your life. Again, I know that it's going to encourage and empower many. Um, and I'm so excited to, again, watch the journey of where God is taking you and Steven and continuing to do it in y'all and through y'all. So I love you. <laughs> much um, good to share today yeah girl. yeah girl okay loves well thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the be loved podcast until next time be blessed and be loved Mwah. hello it's me again <laughs> thanks a bunch for tuning into today's episode i pray that there was at least one gold nugget that you could take and apply to your life and listen, before you leave, I wanted to invite you to go and follow my nonprofit's journey where me and my epic team create content that will build you up holistically and you can watch what's popping with our foster youth outreaches. That's on Instagram at the B underscore loved project. Also, question, have you had a chance to read my book yet? Like a palm tree? <gasps> no? Go snag it on Amazon, boo. And may it encourage you to trust the one true God that can make you strong and resilient like a palm tree.